Hello and welcome. My name is Andy Clark, and this is a podcast about a struggle. The struggle of young women facing some of the biggest challenges in the world. These women live in rural Pakistan under the toughest circumstances imaginable. It's a hand-to-mouth life with families trying to scrape a living as subsistence farmers from a barren landscape on the edge of a vast desert. The women are from 22 villages in Umakot, a district in Sindh province. The province itself is one of the poorest in one of the poorest regions of the world. It's hot, temperatures get up to 40 degrees and it's inhospitable too. Climate instability means the region lurches from drought to flood and back again with alarming regularity. Families live in one-room homes without running water or electricity. There's not enough food to go around and over 90% of the women are illiterate as they haven't been to school. The male-dominated culture restricts the physical movements of the women too. Even a visit to the market is a major achievement. And there's violence against women and girls. It's widespread and part of everyday life, as is the custom of child marriage. It's difficult to imagine a place where the odds are more stacked against women and girls. And yet, this is a hopeful story of how a simple project is bringing about change. In the podcast, we'll hear the stories of the women themselves. They were collected during the project and they're read by my colleague. Hi, this is Beenish Tufail Chima. You'll be hearing me reading the stories collected during the project in this podcast series. The first podcast in the series focuses on economic empowerment. I'm Reema. I belong to the village Talo Malo Junejo. At the start, my family refused to let me enroll with the project team at the Women's Centre. But after quite some efforts, the project team convinced them to let me join. I was given a bag and I started learning valuable skills of embroidery. The project team educated us on colour schemes so that my textile work has more value. And now after the training, I continuously receive embroidery work from buyers and retailers. I earn income by developing different embroidery and textile products. And now I can use my own money to fulfill my daily life needs. The six-month skills development training, basic literacy and numeracy classes have immensely contributed to my life. I wish my work shall continue forever so that my children will have a better life too. I also wish that girls in our community receive quality education and women and girls in my village fully participate in community life. I now have more autonomy and feel more empowered. I have more freedom to spend my earnings according to how I want and live my own life. I'm extremely thankful to the project as it has played a powerful role in empowering me and other girls and women in the community. The project is run by two organisations, YCARE, the international development wing of the YMCA, and Community World Service Asia, an inter-church development organisation. The organisations asked themselves how the cycle of poverty and disadvantage could be broken for the women and girls. The plan is to enable the women to generate income through traditional embroidery and textile products, at the same time to launch a broader strategy to improve women's empowerment and decision-making capabilities. Overcoming resistance from male family members is a major hurdle at first. I'm Pfizer and I live in village Talo Malho Junejo. First, I want to say that I used to be a very simple and less confident girl. 
I knew the art of stitching, but I didn't have any understanding of embroidery work. Then one fine day, the project staff shared the news of the embroidery center which they wanted to establish. They briefed us about the different skills which they wanted to teach us. I asked for permission for my parents and fortunately I got the permission. Then I started going to the embroidery center. The center provided me the opportunity to learn embroidery skills, numeracy, literacy, cleanliness and communication skills. Along with these skills, I also learned about the importance of timekeeping. I was often one of the first at the center. After learning these skills, I started embroidery work for designers. I also started to do embroidery for the women of my village too. Now I'm working for commercial buyers and retailers. For this work, I started to earn money. Whatever I earn, I give to my parents. My parents are very happy now. The project starts to bear fruit and as more parents see the financial benefits, acceptance grows. I'm from village Haji Chanasar Mari. My name is Ria. I'm very happy as I didn't know about embroidery beforehand. I learned embroidery and reading skills at the center. Now I have started working on orders for buyers. I give the money I earn to my parents. This has brought happiness into my life and I'm living a very happy life now. More than 700 young women have been trained in the project over the last two years. Many as artisans, skilled workers, who've learned advanced embroidery skills which are in demand in the local markets. They can now earn around 3,000 rupees per month, enough to help hard-pressed families. My name is Meera. I am from village Haji Chanasar Mari. When I started to go to the centre, I saw a glimpse of hope. And the training at Embroidery Centre has groomed me to be a very courageous woman. My household conditions used to be very miserable. We didn't used to eat well, but since I've started to earn money, things are improving day by day, and we are eating well too. I'm very happy about the fact that I'm sales market agent. I feel more empowered today than before. I also received training in Umarkot. I was trained on how to communicate with people at the market and how to attract buyers for the locally developed embroidery products. Before the training, I didn't get any orders from buyers. I used to work at my house, but now I visit the market and I bring embroidery work for the artisans and find them buyers. For sales agent Mira, the training is not only a means to provide basics, but also a doorway into the outside world. Another sales agent, Bina, says her confidence has also been boosted. I'm Bina and I live in village Talu Malojunejo. I'm extremely happy. I have learned a lot at the centre. Now I am a proud sales and marketing agent. I was less confident prior to joining Embroidery Centre. Now I can communicate with others confidently. In the past, in our community, cultural barriers were a hindrance to women's participation. Now the degree of autonomy for girls and women has increased many fold. One of my fellow centre colleagues, Noreen, wasn't even able to write her own name but she learned writing skills at the embroidery center. In a nutshell, we learned color schemes and now we can work on all different kinds of fabric material. I participated in the skills development training, learned the key skills and now I'm currently engaged in textile and embroidery work for designers and commercial buyers. Now I feel less dependent on my family economically. 
I work independently and earn a reasonable amount of money and this allows me to contribute to the household finances. Although many women faced resistance from male family members about joining the project, this was not true for all. My name is Priya and I belong to village of Ahrori Farm. My parents and brother encouraged me to join the embroidery center. I didn't know about embroidery at first, but gradually I gained the embroidery skills at the women's center. I learned mirror work, learned how to read and write. I also received an allowance during the training phase. Now after the training, I have been working on embroidery products for buyers for the past 10 months. I didn't do embroidery before, but now I do it because I get paid for it. I earn around four to five thousand rupees per month. I give all the money to my father to support household expenses. Besides this, I also manage to pay for my own daily life needs from this money. The independence afforded to the women by the project is one of the main themes in the more than 100 personal stories collected from the women during the project. And it's not just the artisans, the women who carry out the embroidery and the sales agents who are profiting. The buyers further up the supply chain are also benefiting. I'm Bushra from Umarkot. I receive embroidery work from people in Karachi and Dubai. They usually pay 500 rupees per piece. Then I distribute that work among different local artisans. I give embroidery work to the women's enterprise group in the Anrori farm village. I also give work to women of Mithi. I pay 400 rupees to local artisans and earn 100 rupees on each piece. However, this really depends on the type of work. Furthermore, the sales and marketing agents often visit to me and share their embroidery work in different stitches. Then I further communicate with buyers on their behalf. From this embroidery work, I recently purchased a cow worth 50,000 rupees. I'm really happy that due to this project, my embroidery work has been increased manyfold. Another buyer reports that she was finally able to finish a house she'd been building for seven years due to the additional income generated through the project. She described the quality of the women's work as incredible. Figures from the final assessment of the project show that more than 700 women have been trained and have had a substantial increase in their income. By the end of the project, 94% of the households in the 22 villages targeted were living above the poverty line of $2 a day. This compared to just 3% of the households above this level before the project started. The average household income has almost tripled from $936 in 2015 to over $2,500 in 2018. When it comes to economic empowerment, the project has had a major impact on day-to-day -day life. And more income leads to a better diet, with households now having a much more healthy and varied diet. 97% are now consuming the minimum dietary diversity compared to under 42% at the start of the project. This economic empowerment is opening other doorways too, as we will see in the next podcasts in this series when we look at the project's impact on men, on childhood marriage, domestic violence and education. I'm Andy Clark and you've been listening to the Stitching Up Poverty podcast. 
the podcast about a remarkable project run by YCARE, the International Development Wing of the YMCA, and Community World Service Asia, an inter-church development organisation. Please subscribe to get all of the podcasts and share with your family and friends too. From me, Andy Clark, thanks for listening.